With the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. Does that include dinner at that new French place? Yep, 4% cash back there. How about bowling with my friends? Yeah, 4% cash back on that too. Nice. And that'll be a rewarding weekend. Because with the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% on dining and entertainment. So when you go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the games for you guys. Uh, we have a pretty good Monday slate. We got 10 games on it. Uh, should be a lot of fun. There's also some early baseball games that you can jump on into if you want. There's a nice little two-game slate, so uh, go on over there and uh, play those games if you want to, if you want to get a little uh, early action in. That's always a lot of fun, but we'll be covering the 10 games here for you, and again, it's a pretty fun slate overall. I like it. Uh, I'm excited to dive in, so let's get started first game up seattle mariners baltimore orioles nine and a half total here and we got felix hernandez king felix uh he's not still the same king felix but he's on the mound against this terrible orioles team and then on the opposite side we got andrew Kashner against the seattle mariners and the mariners they're gonna be a team that i look to target here in this spot for sure uh, i like this offense looking at guys like d gordon segura hanniger cruz seager all these guys at the top i think they're really good plays uh, up and down one through nine against Kashner, I have to have some interest. Uh, you know, Vegas agrees. They got a 4.95 total. This is a nice ballpark upgrade. It's going to be a warm out there, 81 degrees. I mean, this is a phenomenal spot. One of my favorite targets on the board is Nelson Cruz. He's definitely a guy you want to spend up on. There are some better spend up options, but he's still a really good one. He's one of the better ones on the slate when you want to definitely get in your lineup since Kashner. I think there's a lot of upside for him. So I like him to hit a home run today. He'll be one of my home run calls today on the slate. And again, like I said, uh, there's some really nice prices on some of these guys. Like D. Gordon on Fanzel at 2.9K. I think he's got a really nice price. Seager's price is pretty solid. Overall, I want to be targeting these Mariners. I think they're one of the better stacks of the day. They're, they're one that could go overlooked maybe at times too. Uh, I don't know how uh, people are going to really gravitate ownership-wise. It's one of the higher totals, so it eh, probably doesn't go, go overlooked. Uh, but yeah, it definitely wouldn't go overlooked. Never mind. Uh, it just Seattle doesn't seem like a team that people normally play. But yeah, with, what, with like the highest total, uh, yeah, this game won't go overlooked. But still, I- I'm going to be all over it. It's one of the chalkier spots probably. You got to play the Mariners. I think get some exposure to them. Cashner's a guy you want to be targeting. Uh, it's just a good spot overall. So on the opposite side, I think people could overlook the Orioles, though. Again, I don't like playing the Orioles. I definitely have this bias, or I try my best not to play them much unless their name is Manny Machado or Adam Jones. That's kind of the way I've really been playing them this year. And Felix Hernandez, he's had his struggles this year. On top of that, it's going into a smaller ballpark, and people might just load up on the Seattle side and just not touch the Orioles side too much. So it could make that Orioles team interesting. Uh, I think it could be a a solid team to look at in tournaments. I think that we can look to play them a little bit in cash games too. Jace Peterson, he's a guy that uh, could be a nice nice value at the top of the order. I mean, on fantasy draft, he's 6.7K, DraftKings 3.3, and FanDuel 2.5. That could be a really nice value play today. If you wanted to play him, Adam Jones is a nice price on FanDuel at 2.8K, DraftKings 3.3. 9, Fantasy Draft 7.5. Manny Machado, if you want him, you have to pay up. I mean, overall, it's looking nice uh, for some of these guys. The price tags are right on a lot of them. So definitely have some interest. 
I'm curious. I know I saw Chris Davis, I believe, hit a home run this weekend. I wasn't around this weekend too much, so I didn't get to see uh, like all the games. But I think Chris Davis hit a home run. Or did he hit two? Uh, no, nah, he only hit one home run, but he had two good games. I don't know. He's one of those guys that... He came back from, you know, hitting in the minors. I don't know, like, how that stint went. Something I should probably uh, make sure to try and read up on and look into. But I don't know. I really want to stay away from Chris Davis. But uh, if he has a nice lineup spot, it's going to be interesting. But, I mean, he has been so bad. And uh, I've stayed away from it for a while now. But, again, when, when someone goes down to the minors and then comes back up and starts hit, well, uh, I want to kind of take him more into consideration. But uh, I'm still probably in the wait-and-see approach with him. I uh, just don't think I have to go there yet. But, like, I'll love some of these other guys towards the top instead next game up new york yankees philadelphia phillies eight and a half total we have jonathan losiga i believe it is but i like to call him johnny lasagna i like that nickname and then we got vincent velasquez here and this is a spot where i think we got some nice high upside pitchers for good prices i believe like vincent velasquez going up against the yankees team sure they're a very strong offense but velasquez has k upside and the yankees can strike out a ton it's just one of those things uh so if you want to take a shot in tournaments vincent velasquez is a guy i think you can do it he's not a cash game play this is definitely a much more of a tournament play but i think there is upside here for him to have a big tournament score again it could blow up in your face because hey it's the new york yankees big time offense they got big bats but this could be a spot where velasquez really really could have a phenomenal game from an upside perspective but again uh this game could obviously blow up in his face too because uh, he's strictly a tournament play Johnny Lasagna. Now, what do we do with him? He goes up against the Phillies. They strike out a ton against right-hand pitching. Everything seems to be in his favor. Still has a pretty cheap price tag. Like, FanDuel, he's 6.4K. That's nice. DraftKings, he's bumped down to 7.3. Last week, he was like 8.1 or something like that. But 7.3 is nice. Fantasy Draft, 14.4. I think this is a really nice spot, right? The matchup's favorable to him, but you worry about the pitch count. What's the pitch count at? Well, I got it here for you. Last couple games. First game, 91 against Tampa Bay. And he, he looked good in the 91 pitch game. And then the other one, it was 84. Uh, you know, had his struggles, only made it 3.2 innings compared to the 91 where he went five innings. It's tough because I worry that he's going to get there for the quality start. That's something you would obviously want to get. You know, you worry that his innings are going to get cut, so he gets less strikeouts if he doesn't get going. And say he has one really bad inning, it just seems like the upside could be killed. But I think it's a good tournament play. I think you could take a shot on it with the cheap price tag. It's definitely worth firing firing on. Cash games, it's definitely more difficult because, again, the pitch count, you we're guessing it's like, you know, low 80s, mid 90s, like, you know, in that range, right? The 84 to 91 where he was at. That's my guess, and it depends on how he's doing, right? If he's doing well, they'll keep him going maybe a little longer. Maybe the leash gets a little extended, but uh, if not, they'll cut that thing short at 80. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they cut it at 79, 78 if it was going bad. So, uh, yeah, I think that this is definitely a guy that we consider as a high upside play for a cheap price. Good, like, point per dollar play against this Phillies matchup. The opposite, though, let's talk about the bats now. Uh, Brett Gardner, he's a guy that I think is a really nice price tagger on the industry. We got him at 3.8 on DraftKings, 7.2 on Fantasy Draft, and 2.9 on FanDuel. Really nice price on him. So I like him. He's going to be a nice little value if you want to get some Yankees exposure. Look to target him a little bit here. Stanton and Judge, they still have pretty nice price tags on FanDuel. Like 4.2 and 4.5 is still slightly like a discount from that uh, range they were last week so you get like 300 discount but uh yeah they're still a little pricey if you want to go that way but i don't love the yankee stack as much it is in philadelphia which is a good hitters park but uh i don't know i'm not targeting these yankees too much mainly just looking at some value in cash games possibly if greg bird could get a good lineup spot i'd go back to the well on him i mean 
3.7K on DraftKings, 7.4 on Fantasy Draft, and then on FanDuel, you get him at, where is it, uh, 2.4K. So really nice price on him. He hasn't been playing so great, but uh, yeah, you can definitely get a nice discount on him right now. And then on Fantasy Draft specifically, love the price tag on Miguel Andujar. 7.3K is a really nice discount. So yeah, like that, and DDO 8.1 is solid too. So uh, can't miss out on some of these prices here. Uh, some of these Yankees bats are interesting cash game options. I don't love the tournament stack, though. It's more so maybe mixing and matching guys. Maybe you're playing tournaments and, uh, say, DD fits your last spot, right? You throw them in there. I wouldn't hate that, but I'm not going crazy with the stack here. On the Philly side of the ball, I, I don't know. I just don't see myself going with anyone here. Uh, if you want, Say you wanted to stack them up, I would just stick with the one through five, keep it simple, go with the lefties and Hoskins, and that's it. But uh, I'm not going to be stacking up the Phillies today. Next game up, Arizona Diamondbacks, Miami Marlins, 8.5 total. And we have Shelby Miller and Dan Straley. And, uh, yeah, Shelby Miller, he's a guy who's back in our lives. He used to be, you know, he was a terrible pitcher in the past. So he was a guy that we definitely targeted. And uh, so far in his four starts he's had, he's given up three earned runs in each one. Uh, let me look at some of the plate IQ numbers here because I haven't uh, I haven't really been as freshened up on Shelby Miller. He hasn't been on the slates that I've uh, had to really look at, it seems like. So, uh, yeah, his... Oh, Plate IQ does not have the information on him still, which is interesting. I don't know why we don't have the info on Shelby Miller yet here. My fault on that. I was looking at the wrong numbers on Miller. Uh, these are the starts from way before. So he still just came off the 60 ADL. I'm going to stay away. Uh, he's a guy that, again, he was supposed to be a really good pitcher and then was like really bad. He was in that Dansby Swanson trade with the Braves. Um, but yeah, he's definitely had his struggles. And I'm going to take the wait and see approach with him. I thought I already had some starts in him, but I was absolutely wrong about that. So I'll take the wait and see approach against the Marlins offense. If you want to play him and like him and like what you've seen and read some stuff in the minors that he's been great, Go for it, but I'm I'm gonna stay away. Just take the wait and see approach. But uh, Vegas has him as the favorite, minus one thirty against Dan Straley. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of uh, it here. I'm not gonna play him. There's other plays I'd rather play for cheap. Uh, don't have to go that route. Dan Straley on the opposite side. I'm not going to play him here either. Just other pitchers I like. Uh, there's already too many. So he's going to not make the player pool of pitchers for me. Same like Miller. Uh, don't need to be targeting him. Diamondbacks have also been a team that, again, like over these last two weeks, they've been crushing the ball. Uh, uh, they're just been such a hot team. I want to kind of uh, stay out of the way of really targeting them. So uh, no need to go with Dan Straley. I have more interest in the bats in this game. Looking at the bats, though, like Jake Lamb at 3.3 against a righty. This sounds like a great spot for him. So he's someone I would definitely consider on FanDuel. Daniel Descalso at his price at 3K is nice. I think he's fine. I won't be paying for Goldschmidt slightly today because there's another uh, pitcher that we'll get to later on. Who I, or not pitcher, a hitter that we'll get to later on at first base, who I think is one of the best plays that I would like to spend up on at first. Uh, looking at... DraftKings, the prices on Lamb, like 4.1 is okay. Uh, don't love it. DraftKings, I don't love the prices as much on these Diamondbacks. And the same with Fantasy Draft. So I don't love the prices on a lot of these guys. I do like Justin Bohr's price, uh, 6.5K on Fantasy Draft against Shelby Miller. I'll take a shot on that. DraftKings, 3.5. Really nice price tag. And then uh, 3K against, uh, you know, on FanDuel against Miller. That's just a great spot for Bohr. So uh, I'll take a chance on Justin Bohr. He's the one Marlon I'll like. But uh, this is more of a game where I go home run hunting for a couple guys in good spots, and that's it. Next game up, Pittsburgh Pirates, New York Mets, 7.5 total. We have Jamison Tyon against Seth Lugo. And, uh, yeah, looking at this one, it's like I'm a big Tyon fan, and you get the Mets offense who uh, – you know, now that they're out of course, things are definitely going to change for them. They're a team that, you know, is not that good of a team in general. Uh, I think we could target them a ton here, especially with Tyon. Tyon has upside. It's in a good ballpark in general, so I like Tyon's upside here. 
On the offside, Seth Lugo, he's a guy that I think we can definitely uh, look to target a little too. Uh, not my favorite option, but the price is cheap. Uh, I get it. Drafting the fantasy draft, maybe not, but FanDuel is 5.9, so I think it's interesting for the cheap price tag. Sure, the Pirates don't strike out a ton, but uh, Lugo, he's not that bad. He can have some upside games. Uh, it's one that I maybe get like a small, small percentage to, but don't love him. He's not like a guy I'm going crazy about, but like Tyon Moore, he's more the guy I would look to target here in this spot. Don't really like the bats that much in this game. Uh, I mean, maybe I'd take a shot on like a Nemo, uh, you know, some of these lefties like a Nemo and a Conforto, and that's kind of it on the Mets if I take any one off. So now the Pirates, if I take any guys, it's probably the lefties again, you know, Colin Moran for cheap, uh, Dickerson, Austin Meadows, really just looking at some of the lefties. This, this is not an appealing game for bats. Uh, you know, the offenses aren't the greatest, and the pitchers, they're solid. They're pretty uh, overall good pitchers. They're not the greatest on the slate, but they're, they're pretty solid ones. So. Uh, yeah, that about wrap up that game. Not one of my favorite games of the slate. We got the Washington Nationals here, the Tampa Bay Rays, and this is this is definitely uh, two solid pitchers on the mound here. We got a seven total, Gio Gonzalez and Blake Snell. I'm someone who likes Gio Gonzalez probably more than most. Uh, I think it's a solid spot for him. My worry is all those Tampa righties, man. Uh, it's sure it's a good pit- pitcher's park, but. Tampa Bay, when they can get righty heavy, it's it's definitely frustrating. Uh, I think Geo's a fine tournament play that you can take a shot on, but I, I'm not going to go too crazy. I do worry about the Rays. They've been kind of pesky this year, uh, so I'm not going crazy with it. And I kind of just would rather maybe take a shot on Blake Snell instead. I think Blake Snell's a really phenomenal option. I'd, I'd go him over Gio Gonzalez, think that there's a lot of upside here. It's the Nationals are a team that are going into a bad ballpark for, for hitters, and you have a lot of their better hitters are lefties, right? Adam Eaton, Bryce Harper, uh, Daniel Murphy, Juan Soto. I mean, those are the guys that are some of the better hitters on this team, and Blake Snell's going to have the platoon advantage. This is a good spot for Snell. I think there's a lot of upside here, and he could have a big K upside game. Sure, the Nationals are a good hitting team, but I'm going to take a shots on Snell. I think he's a phenomenal tournament play and something that I definitely would be looking to target on this slate. Overall, in this game, I'm probably not playing any bats, so we can just head on over to the next one. Cincinnati Reds, Atlanta Braves, 9 total with Tyler Malley and Mike Fultonevich, and yeah, this is a game of bats that I definitely want to talk about here. I talked about it before. Why? One reason not to pay up for Paul Goldschmidt. I got free money Freddy today. Freddie Freeman. I'm going to be paying a ton for him against Malay. I think he is a phenomenal option. I think he's going to be one of the best overall hitters on the slate. Like Nick Markakis in the outfield. Kurt Suzuki, if he's catching or Tyler Flowers, doesn't matter. Uh, I'll be playing one of the Atlanta catchers probably to getting exposure in cash games. I think that that's a good way to go. In Ciarte, if he's batting first, that's a really nice value at the top. I'll be looking at him. Ozzy Albies, I mean, that one through five is going to be phenomenal. And then if you're doing the stacks, which obviously means stack tournaments, uh, find a way to be contrarian with the six, seven, eight is perfectly fine. But in cash games, that one through five, I'm going to be loading up on and really looking to get exposure. The Braves have a 4.9 implied total. They're going to be one of my favorite offenses left to target today. So make sure to load up on them. Now let's talk about the opposite side, the Cincinnati Reds. So I don't like them a lot here. I know Fulton Devich has had his struggles at times. He's also had some big games. It's like one of those things where it seems like uh, he's can be hit or miss, right? I think Fulton Devich is a guy I'm going to take some shots on in tournaments. If you want to go like the lefty stack with the Reds, I wouldn't like I wouldn't talk you out of it and call you crazy. If you want to go with the lefty, sure. I think it's fine. Like the Shebler, Barnhart, Votto, Jeanette. And then throw to Suarez or, or go with like a Winker. I, I think it's fine. Sure, you can do it. I don't hate it, but uh, I like Fultonevich more. The Reds just strike out a ton. It's a good upside spot for Fultonevich. The pitching on this slate, 
it's fine. It's it's decent overall. You know, you got like Snell and Verlander who are two guys to like, but it just doesn't seem like it's loaded at the top. Where I think Fulton Nevich is, is a fine play, and I don't mind taking shots on him in tournaments. But again, it's more of a tournament play, less of a cash game play. But I think there could be some upside here against the Reds. No Reds bats really, except like I said, just that top of the order possible stack. If that's what you like, go for it. But not my cup of tea. Let's go to the next game: San Diego Padres, Texas Rangers. Nine and a half total. Joey Lucchesi versus Cole Hamels. And, man, this is going to be a game we definitely get exposure to. It's going to be 94 degrees out there in Texas. Very hot. Going to want to load up on this game. Looking at the righties uh, on Texas against uh, Joey Lucchesi. He's someone we're definitely going to be looking to target today on this slate. Uh, if you look at the numbers, Lucchesi, yeah, sure. He's you know has an exit of 3.86, 25% K rate. He's definitely had uh, his moments where he's done well. But against righties, he's giving him a hard contact of 40.4% fly ball rate of 40.4%. I mean, definitely struggling a ton there. The ice was at 253. The Wobe was at 350. You know, he's done really well against lefties, but against righties has had his struggles. That's where I'm mainly going to go. I'm going to go with Andrews, Beltre, uh, Profar, Connor Falifa, Chirinos, Shields. Really just look at those righties only. Sure, you can mix in the lefties to be contrarian in tournaments. If they get, you know, if Lucchesi gets hit early, then you get in the bullpen. That's obviously a route you can go, but Lucchesi's been really good against lefties. Uh, so uh, I'm really looking at these righties more so for my cash games, but tournaments, obviously anything goes for the one through nine when you're in Texas. But cash game wise, I'm really looking at these righties and keying in on them. Looking at the Padres' side of the ball, uh, yeah, against Cole Hamels, he's not a guy that really has been struggling a ton this year, it seems like. You look at you look at the numbers he has, like, sure, there's reasons to target him. Exit of 4.38. Uh, the K percentage at 23.4 uh, against lefties has had a uh, 353 Woba. The ISO against righties is 217. You know, getting hit hard at 47% against righties and 37% against lefties. Like, sure, that's been happening with him. But if you look at the earned runs, it's been kind of down for most of the year. Just like it seems like runs are not getting across the plate with him, oddly enough. You got zero earned runs. One, five, two, five, two, zero, two, one, two, four, two. He's, I don't know. He's just somehow pulled it off, right? Like, that ERA is at three, four, one. It's got to regress here sometime. Uh, could it happen against the Padres? Sure, it could. It just sometimes feels like some of these guys, when they get older, these like these vets, like, and they've kind of just like learn how to pitch and be really crafty and like somehow get out of jams. Like, I just don't know how they keep pulling it off. But uh, yeah, I like these Padres a little bit. I think they're like the really nice contrarian stack of the day. Like I said, look at the numbers. Hamels is getting hit hard. We have a Padres offense that. They are not as good against righties, but when they get a lefty, they're definitely a team that I kind of get excited about when they got these cheap price tags too. They're in Texas. You got, like, on Fandle specifically, Will Myers, 2.7 batting first. That's phenomenal. Renfro, 2.5 batting third. Phenomenal. Like, I'll look to get exposure to him. Villanueva, 2.9 batting fourth. Amazing. Perella, 2.3 batting fifth. That's great. Margo, he's at 2.5. That's, I mean, all these prices are phenomenal. Austin Hedges, if he's in the lineup, he's 2K. Just up and down. It's phenomenal. I'm looking at a lot of these righties. I like Myers, Renfro, and Villanueva. Those are my favorites. I like Perella as well, but those three are the top ones I'm looking at. When you get DraftKings, Will Myers is a little more pricey, right? 4.5K. I think he's fine, but there's probably better options at that price. On DraftKings, I mainly look at Renfro, who's 3.6, Villanueva, who's 3.8, and then Perella, 3.1. That 3 through 5 is really what I'd be looking at on DraftKings, like that value there. And then on Fantasy Draft, kind of similar. Perella, though, he's like the one that really sticks out at 5.5. Really nice, cheap price tag on him. Villanueva, 7.6, and Renfro, 7.7 are great on Fantasy Draft. But yeah, I think overall, Padres are a sneaky stack for me. I think, uh, 
that people might not be on as much as they should be. Uh, I think they're one of the you know better stacks because again, it helps you get in Verlander. It's one of those things that uh, it, it can all work together. I always look for the cheap stack of the day, and that's the cheap stack I love. So uh, Padre stack is one that's certainly in play today. Next game up, Toronto Blue Jays, Houston Astros. We have a seven total here, and we got talent, uh, cha- uh, not a talent, or not a challenge. We have a matchup of two talented pitchers. Sorry there, I got a little tongue twister going there, but J.A. Happ against Justin Verlander. This is a spot, guys, where we want to look at the pitchers. Uh, maybe not so much Happ, but Justin Verlander. I just don't see a route where I don't play him today. Uh, I mean, sure, if you pay up for like two expensive offenses, but the more I think about this slate, we don't have one team with an implied total over five. I guess the only route you maybe go the cheap pitcher route, especially on like a two pitcher site, is if like you go, you know, Braves and Seattle, and then you think you have to go two cheap pitchers, I guess. I could see that maybe being a route where that could happen. But overall, like I'm going to play Verlander and then try and look for like a cheaper pitcher to pair as some sort of value. That's kind of the approach that I'm taking here. Uh, So that's what my thoughts are. I'm loading up on Verlander. He is the top pitcher of the day in your cash games and in your tournaments. Now let's talk about Jay Happ a little bit because, you know, Vegas, I feel like, isn't giving him enough love. I know it's the Astros and they're really good, but I'll just say this. I mean, if I told you to look at the plate IQ and I said, hey, what do you think Justin Verlander's XFIP is? Well, it's 3.78. If you look at uh, Jay Happ's, his is 3.59, which uh, is pretty alarming to think. Uh, the K percentage to uh, Verlander, 31%. You have Happ at 28%. Happ is a really good pitcher. Like, I I just don't see this as a spot where you even target the Astros too much. Sure, he's had his issues against righties, right? Hard hit percentage of 33.2%, fly ball 42.9%. Uh, the ISO, though, is down at 163, the Woba at 292. I mean, if if someone said, hey, I'm going to play an Astro stack because no one's going to be on it and it's contrarian, like, I wouldn't argue it because it's the Astros, right? They're one of the better offenses in the league. But I just don't think we need to be going that route. doesn't mean I need to be going out and playing J.A. Hat for his expensive price tag at 10.5 on DraftKings, but uh, I'm just staying away. Don't think it's necessary to be playing the bats or be playing the pitcher. Uh, I think it's just a spot to kind of cross off, really. Don't think it's too necessary. Unless maybe you get like a, say you have like a, uh, you know, a, a Gaddis batting fifth or a Gurriel, maybe take a shot on that as a value play if you want exposure to the Astros. But just paying these expensive price tags on them is just not the right way to go, in my opinion. There's other spots I'd rather spend up on. Next game up, Cleveland Indians, St. Louis Cardinals, eight and a half total. We have Mike Clevenger versus John Gant. And yeah, looking at this one, this is a spot where, again, Indians are always in play. They're always phenomenal guys to look at, but uh, they're pricey, right? If you want to play them, you got to spend up, right? Lindor and Ramirez, they're both above the 5K range. They're both going to be super expensive. If you want them, you got to spend on them. And sure, they're good plays, but uh, yeah, I just there's other ways I'm spending my money today, so I'm probably just not going to have as many Indians, really. Sure, I might like mix in like a Yonder Alonso as a cheap guy, or Alani Chisenhall, or maybe Michael Brantley, where I can just just get up to him because he seems like one of the cheaper guys. But I just don't think I'm going the Indians route as much, which I think it's just their prices just take them more out of play for me. Because again, I already like the Braves, I like the Seattle Mariners; those are two offenses I'm keying in on. Padres as well, and the Rangers. There's other offenses I'm already looking at, and uh, I think the Indians are a fine play. If you already like them and you're listening to this podcast, and you think, "Hey, that man going guy's crazy. I want to load up on him." Then go for it. I think they could be contrarian for sure because of the prices. It's just 
they're expensive and makes it tougher to get in there. When you put in Lindor and Ramirez, like that's already cutting out a lot of your salary. So uh, sure, the Indians are fine against Gantt here. If you want to take a shot on it, uh, I wouldn't talk you out of it, but uh, just not the route that I'm going personally on this slate today. So I'll pass uh, Gant though. He's, you know, numbers are uh, not a lot of numbers here, but I'll read them off to you. Exit of 3.89, K percentage of 24%. Uh, against righties, he's got a, given up a Woba of 239 and a .047 ISO. Against righties, against lefties, a 131 ISO and a 287 Woba. But this is in a very small sample size, 66 plate appearances against lefties and 51 against righties this season. So uh, that's kind of everything here with Gant. Still a small sample, but uh, I'm just going to stay away just because of the prices on the Indians more so in other spots that I would rather spend up on. But that makes them contrarian. It makes them better tournament options. Clevenger on the opposite side, he is a good pitcher, right? He's been good this season, has a nice price, 9.8K on FanDuel. I think that's solid over there. But DraftKings, 11.1 and 21.4K. I'm struggling there on Fantasy Draft. Uh, I'd rather just go up to other spend-up options like Snell, like Verlander. Instead of Clevenger, I think it's a fine play if you want to take a shot as a contrarian guy, but just not for me. I like Snell and I like Verlander better. I like their prices from point per dollar. They're the guys that I would look at instead. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to pass on Clevenger. I think there's way better options. A lot of the other guys I've talked about, I even like Tyon more. I'd rather take the discount on him. So, uh, sure, Clevenger's a good real-life pitcher. He's good, fine, has upside. But uh, against this Cardinals team, they're a solid team overall. I don't really want to be targeting them too much. So uh, I'm going to pass on Clevenger here. Not really much to talk about on the uh, Cardinal side of the ball, though. Like, again, like I said, I'm not really trying to target Clevenger. He's a solid pitcher. I don't really want to be, uh, you know, loading up on bats against him. If you took Carpenter as a one-off, I wouldn't hate it, but I'm not going that route today. Next game up, Chicago Cubs, Los Angeles Dodgers in 8.5 total. I know I saw on Twitter that there were some issues with the plane, change of pilots going from New York to California. So uh, Dodgers could be maybe playing on a little bit of, uh, you know, lack of sleep. So that's something to note. But I don't know, sitting on those planes, it's probably a beautiful night's sleep, honestly. So I don't know if I'll worry about it too much. But 8.5 total here, you got Dwayne Underwood and Kenta Maeda. And Underwood, someone that we're definitely looking to target bats with. I'm going to look to load up with these guys with Taylor, Hernandez, uh, Turner, Kemp, Forsyth. All these guys look great here. Muncy, definitely a spot to look to target. Uh, I'll be getting some Dodgers exposure. I think they're really good plays here overall. Uh, Underwood is a guy that we're definitely going to be looking to load up. I'm not going to be playing Underwood. I'll pass on him. Maeda is a guy, though, that I think is interesting in tournaments, someone that you can definitely get some exposure to. Uh, I think it's an interesting price here on Maeda. It's the upside's there. It's just the question is, how long can he go, right? Uh, how long is he going to pitch? That's really what I wonder. I, I don't know. That's kind of one of the problems here. I just don't know how I don't know how long he's going to pitch. That's kind of one of the problems. Let's see what he's done in his last couple starts because, again, uh, you never know with the manager here. Uh, he's always really frustrating. Yeah, so here's the last, last three starts, 74 pitches, 76 pitches, and 38 pitches. That's just tough. And that 38 pitches was after the 111 against Colorado. And that was when he had the, I believe that was the one he dealt with the uh, injury with. Yeah, I think that was the one. Uh, or he, I don't know if he had an injury, but he got pulled out of nowhere because he was like, stop pitching for a second to look at something. But overall, I just think Maeda is too risky for cash games. I like him a lot. I think this is a good spot for him, but uh, more of a tournament play. If you want to take a shot on it, go for it. I think it's perfectly fine, but I'm going to stay away in my cash games in tournaments. Uh, wouldn't hate getting a little small percentage of it. And then make sure to get some exposure to these Dodgers bats. Not about wrap up the slate, guys. Uh, really think this is a good slate overall. But before we get to the finish, everything here, let's talk about the stack of the day. I know you guys like hearing that, so. Let me go here and talk my stack of the day, and I'm going to give you a special here. I talked about it and gushed over it earlier. I'm going to that Texas game. We're going to the Padres. That's my tournament stack of the day. 
I like this spot a lot. I think it's uh, going to be, a, you know, sure those cheap prices might get some people onto them, but I still think it'll be contrarian enough where it'll work. And it helps you get in a guy like Verlander. So I'm going with the Verlander and the Padres stack today. I think it's an awesome spot to load up on these guys. My three favorite hitters here are Myers, Renfro, and Villanueva, and then probably Perella. And I'd throw another, try to find a way to throw another guy in there to make it contrarian or different. But uh, really like those three guys. Those are the three that I'm mainly looking to target. And overall, that's my stack of the day. Thanks a lot for joining me, guys. Uh, I'll be back this week. Uh, Dan Bach is away. I believe he tweeted out a picture of the sea, and he said, I'll see you guys later. So uh, he is uh, out to sea, and uh, I'll be here this week covering the Daily Fantasy Fix for you guys. So if you always could, uh, comments are always great and appreciated. If you have any feedback, uh, always love hearing that. And uh, if you want to give me a follow on Twitter and have any questions of my thoughts, if anything changes on the slate, I'm always happy to answer. You can give me a follow at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. That about wraps up this 10-game slate, guys. Enjoy your Monday. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys later. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.